So if we are fashioned in him, okay, we're going to be talking about that. And I have some two questions that I'm going to be really asking you as everybody's here. What are you wearing? Because we're talking about fashion. And who are you listening to? So, you know, clothes are important. We have to wear the clothes, right? And for ladies, this is really easy for us. We like to really dial it up sometimes. And there's dudes that really appreciate their clothing too. So I'm talking to some of these guys. They can really identify with the clothes, okay? But so we're going to be talking about what kind of clothes are you wearing? Well, if you want to look in the spirit, you... Um, you're either wearing grave clothes, you're dead in your sin, so you have these dirty rags on, or if you are alive in Christ, you have the garments of Jesus on, right? You are washed in that blood, and you have that robe of his righteousness wrapped around us, okay? So you either have those two things, or you have that robe of righteousness on and you have been covered in that blood, but you have an enemy who wants to lie to you and tell you that you need to get those grave clothes back on. So some of us are walking around still wrapped in those grave clothes because we put them back on because we were more comfortable in those grave clothes than we are in the robe of righteousness because we can't see ourselves in that robe of righteousness. But today, I'm going to help you see through the Holy Spirit that if you have him as your Lord and Savior, you are washed in that blood and you have that robe of righteousness and you are made clean and you live in freedom. So I'm going to lift him up because he is so amazing. And thank you, Mike and the worship team because you have been proclaiming my message the whole time. And I'm just like, Lord, you just set this up. You are so good. I tell you what, the spirit is just flowing. So it is great. So let's get started on who Jesus is. Okay. Well, let's, we talked about his name. We sang his name. Jesus. What does the name mean, Jesus? He is the rescuer. Jesus, there is something about his name. There is important. Our name is important. And Jesus, God, wanted his name to be Jesus. He is the deliverer. He is the rescuer. That's what Jesus' name means. And then we say Jesus Christ. Now, if we look at that in our natural mind, we just say, well, that's his first and last name and blah, blah, blah. But that's not what it's the blah, blah, blah. God, Jesus is the Christ. He is the Messiah. He is the anointed one. He was ordained by God. It is his role that Jesus, the deliverer, our anointed Messiah, it is his role. And the way we identify with that role in our lives is the magnitude of that we walk in the freedom if we identify with that role. So we have Jesus Christ, okay? So we're gonna be talking about that. Wow, okay. And then we sing about Emmanuel, God with us. 
thank you. I mean, I couldn't have done this any better, okay? I'm telling you, I, I have been laboring all week, okay? Knowing that I'm gonna speak to you guys. Just fretting over it, and you know, Jesus is pretty big. He's a pretty big deal, okay? So when you try to explain that in 30 minutes, it's pretty hard to do, okay? And so when I was thinking, okay, oh God, I could talk about this, I could talk about I gotta, whoa. And I, you know, I, then I look in the sky, and his, you, if you look up at that, that sky, it says that his love reaches to the heavens. His faithfulness reaches to the sky, and I'm supposed to cap and bring that down in 30 minutes. Okay, so I was getting a little overwhelmed, and I'm like in my car, praise God, and I just had my sunroof up. I was staring at it through the window of my moonroof there, and all of a sudden, God said, yes, I am so vast in this sky, but Michelle, just give them that window of the moonroof. That's where I'm going to drill down and give, give him that nugget today. So that's what I'm doing, okay? I'm trying. So, Emmanuel, we're going to go from the beginning, okay? This is, a, this is really good, guys. So just hang with me because we're on a journey with Jesus, and you are going to see him in a new light. So praise God. Emmanuel, God with us. He is the Lamb of God. So I would like to have you guys open your phones, that's what you do, or your Bible. I use my phone most of the time. But I would like to read 1 Peter 1, 18 through 21. And I'm going to be reading out of the NIV. Thank you, Lord. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of Jesus, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him, you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him. And so your faith and hope are in God. He is the Lamb of God without blemish or defect. When he was born, Jesus, we put clothes on him. Okay? As soon as he was born, we, Mary and Joseph wrapped him in those swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. I want you to remember that, okay? That's what God wore when he first came on the scene in the natural. Because it says he was predestined from the creation of the world. That's pretty amazing, okay? Why did we need Jesus Christ? Why did we need Emmanuel to come? Because we all have a sinful nature, right? We all fallen short. It was in the garden that God created his, his 
man and woman in his image. He wanted to have this perfect place for us to commune with him. And it was a beautiful garden. And then what happened? We all know what happened. Sin into the world. Well, how did sin into the world? By one man. Okay, so we're going to go to that. Let's look at that. And I'm going to go to Genesis 3. And I'm going to try to read this now off of my phone because I didn't write it down. Jesus, you're going to help me because yesterday this didn't go so well. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. But God did say, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also gaining desirable or uh, also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it and she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. And then their eyes, then both of their eyes were open. They realized they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. So I guess we were destined in the garden to be naked, but sin said we needed to cover ourselves up. So we have an enemy that wants to lie to us, to slither into, and that's where the sin came in through that one man. I know I'm preaching to the choir, but help me here, okay? Because you all know the story, right? But the story is that through that one man, the sin came, okay? So now we're, we're, we're trying to put fig leaves on us and we're trying to hide from God because the enemy hates God and he hated his creation and he wanted to separate us from God right? But God predestined Jesus Christ to already make a way for us. This to me is like, this is like so cool to me. So what I'm saying is that even before we sinned, he already had the plan in place because he already knew we were going to mess it up. But he said, I love him so much that I'm going to do something else. I'll do something else to make a way. And we had that big chasm after that sin came in. And we all know that. But sometimes we don't realize what Jesus did on the cross to make the way for us, to redeem us. Jesus is our rescuer, our deliverer from that sin. So praise God that he already made a way back to him. So, but the enemy also 
I thought was quite interesting that he tempted humans in the lie and the the uh, evil deceit that he was in, that he wanted to be like God. So he went right to their minds and said, but you can be just like God. See, God is withholding things from you. So you should just go ahead. I mean, why did he give you all of these other trees and just said that one you can't have? See, he's withholding something from you. So you should just take it. Just do it. And that's what the enemy always wants to come to you with that same lie. Do we want to be like God? Some of us do. Some of us would love to know good and evil. We would love to have all that power and fame. And sometimes we like to do that on our own, in our own way. And that's why we needed Jesus. So don't fall for that lie. I know you're not going to. I hope not. So we all have that sinful nature but God, but Jesus, right? So from the creation of the world, he knew that we were gonna mess up and he gave us that son, Jesus, to be revealed in the last days. He is the only one that could pay the price, that sacrificial death. So what am I saying? I'm saying through one man who brought in sin, one holy, uniquely made, only begotten son of Jesus, the one man, the son of man, the son of God, was going to be the one that's going to be able to pay the price. So we're looking at Jesus. That's why we need Jesus. How did Jesus do that? Well, I'm a little disappointed because I came this morning and it was so nice on Saturday. I had the cross sitting right there in the corner. And I was like, what happened to the cross? They took it down last night after the women's meeting. They, they didn't touch none of the dresses, nothing, nothing, none of this stuff. They touched the cross. They took it away. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope this doesn't fall flat. But you know what? Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, is going to show you what that cross means. Okay? Even though it's not actually physically standing, sitting in that corner anymore. So what, <laughs> oh Lord, I was like, okay. <laughs> anyway, the cross, what does the cross mean to you? Okay, and that's what we want to look at today. What does that cross mean to you? The cross is either a huge door that is shut, it's an offense, it doesn't make sense to you because you can't get past your sinful nature and you don't want to. You still want to wear, you don't, maybe you don't recognize that you need a savior, but you always will come to that cross and it will be that stumbling block for you or it will be that gateway that you will have the revelation knowledge that it was only through that cross that I can have redemption. I can have Jesus as my redeemer. I can have that new life in him. So that cross means something huge, right? And we all have that decision to make. And we said that what were the first clothes 
that Jesus was wearing when he was a baby? Swaddling clothes, right? Well, the cross and the Jewish um, custom in there, they had, before Jesus came on the scene, they had to go to the high priest, they had to go to the temple, and they had to offer the lamb or, they, or a dove. They had to always sacrifice. Now, if they chose a lamb to sacrifice, what they had to do when the, when the lamb was first born, they would take that firstborn, the lamb, and they would wrap it in swaddling clothes, cloth to keep that lamb perfect and spotless. So Jesus, as a baby, was wrapped in those same swaddling clothes as a prophetic sign that he would be the lamb of God, that he would be the lamb who was slain for your sins, for my sins, for everyone's sins, even the sins of the people in Washington. Just gonna say, if they do not, you know, we are so frustrated sometimes, you know, either way, I'm, I'm not saying what side you're on, somebody's mad, okay, because of what's going on in our world today. And Jesus paid the price for the ugliest person that you can think of, I'm not talking about physically, okay, because that would be bad. But um, I'm talking about what you think. It's easy to look at everybody else's sin and say, oh my gosh, that person is the worst. They, oh, praise God, I'm not like that. I mean, I am not doing that. So I'm better. Or, or you know, you get the gist, right? That Jesus did that for everybody. Everybody. Now, of course, I'm rejoicing today because it's very personal for me because he did it for me. But I'm up here telling you that he did it for you. And he did it for your kids. And he did it for your spouse, even though your spouse isn't following Jesus right now. You know, this is good stuff. And it is never too late to recognize Jesus and what he did. It is never, you are never too far gone. It is never too late he is always there pursuing you to say, would you look at me? Would you look at me so that you can see the reality of who I really am and what I've done since the predestined of dawn, the, uh, that's probably not what you say, but since the uh, creation of time. There you go, thank you, Toby. Woohoo! she's been helping me. Dr. Peters and Miss Toby have been pouring into me for 30 years, and I'm like, okay, I don't think it's actually been 30 years, but I know it's been 20. It's been 20, but in the spirit, it's been 30. How's that? So, Jesus is the lamb. Let's go back to Jesus here. Jesus is the lamb of God. He, he made that prophetic sign, okay? Now, I would say to you, look at the cross, but it's not there. So what I'm doing is I want you to close your eyes and I want you to picture that cross, okay? And that he's getting ready. He's the perfect lamb without spot or wrinkle. And he's going to the cross. And what do they do with the cross? They put it on 
the hill of Golgotha. They put it on the hill of Calvary. What does Golgotha mean? The place of the skull. That's what it means. Oh, yay, I got a cross. Woo-hoo. So that cross, people, I re- reference that. The cross was put on the, the skull, the place of the skull. The, and I'm like, well, I've breezed over that for all of my life. Okay, it's the Golgotha, can't really say that. It's the Hill of Calvary, I can say that better. Uh, is, was it, you know, was it way up, I've envisioned that it was way up on a hill, but as I was doing more research that it wasn't, they don't think that it was really on the very top of the hill, that it was more at the base of the skull because it was that part of the mountain or the hill was closer to the road so that people could, as the people walked by, they would see the public shame that they wanted to do for the, for the prisoners. So Jesus is hanging on that skull, the base of the skull. And I looked up, what does that skull mean? And it means the seat of understanding. The skull means the seat of understanding. Jesus, the Father God, wanted his son the one and only begotten son to be hung on the cross on the base of understanding so that we would all understand that it was through his sacrifice that you could never earn and you could never do yourself. He did that for you. And that he made a way for you to be free. It was nothing that the enemy could ever take away, he did it. And he did it in the most public way possible. I'm going to do that on the seat of understanding for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I tell you, it is mind-blowing to me that what the enemy wanted to do in secret, Jesus said, Father God said, no, I'm going to do this as public as I can do it because I want everybody to know that right on that seat of understanding that I did that. And I did that right in the face of the enemy when he thought that he had me down. I said, nope. I had this planned all along. I mean, come on, people. This is amazing stuff. I'm like, Jesus, man, phew. You know, you can look through these scriptures and breeze through it. But he says, no, digest them. It is the word of God and it is your life. I am your life. I am the word. And if God is forever present, that means when you open your Bible and say, I want more understanding, that means that author, he is the only author that is forever present when you open up his Bible. Wow, I'm like, okay, I'm taking that one to the bank. And I'm taking that cross to the bank because he paid my debt that I couldn't do. I'm not gonna be able to earn it, he paid it. That means that I work in accounting, 
and I'll just pretend this is my rubber stamp that says it is done. And I have a rubber stamp that when that transaction is done from, from the beginning to the end, I take that stamp and I say, posted, it's done, it's completed. And that's what Jesus said on the cross for you. He said, it is finished. I accomplished everything that I needed to do on earth. I made it. And he said, because I am the Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the end on everything in between. I'm like, Jesus, you're blowing me away. You're blowing me away. But I am saying, yes, God, I'm going to do it. I'm up here. Praise God. I'm doing it. Like, what? Oh, I never thought I could do this in my wildest dreams in front of men and women. But yes, thank you. Thank you. God is awesome. All I got to do is lift him up and you be prepared to be amazed. Because Jesus is real, okay? Oh my gosh. So, don't be laughing at me. <laughs> Thank you. Please join in my comic relief at some points, because if I don't have comic relief at some points, I'll probably either buckle under the pressure or throw up. And that's what I've been trying to do all week, is like, can I just throw up? I would go to Dean, Dean, please, do I have to do this? And he would be like, honey, you got this. And everybody, you got this. Yeah, yeah, I got this. Jesus, you got it. <laughs> okay. And here I am. Praise God that he is who he said he is, right? And man, if he paid that price for us and we're clothed in that righteousness, but we have that enemy, don't we? We do. Says it. So I came up here and this is what the enemy likes to do to me. I don't know about you, but... Maybe I'm weaker than you guys. But he comes up. I'll just envision that I'm always in these beautiful dresses, but I'm not. Um, I am in Jesus, okay? I'm blood of Jesus. But the enemy will come to me and say, but Michelle, look at all those people out there. I can believe for your salvation and for your healing and for your freedom, but it's really hard for me to believe that Jesus did that for me because I know who I am. I know the ugliness that I consider ugly um, about myself. And so the enemy is like, yeah, you better cover that up again. You better just keep covered up. So that's where the, you, know, you start listening to the lies and I start wanting to put all these other clothes on myself the, you know, of, of what I think I should wear. Well, I, des I deserve to wear that ugly, ratty, tatty thing because I was pretty bad before I accepted the Lord. And I just, I feel more comfortable, I guess, with that, that blanket on. So you start covering yourselves up and you're not wearing, you're not believing what Jesus did for you. And so, but Jesus said that I came for your life and I came to give you life abundantly. And that if we are truly, if we truly identify with who Christ is, we can walk in the authority of him and that we don't have to listen to. We have a way to be in his presence because he's already paid the price. 
He's already made the way, right? Praise God. So I want you to just not remember, you know, as when that enemy comes, because he's going to come and he's going to start talking to us again, even after this. Well, did Jesus really say that? Did Jesus really do that? Yeah, he did. And I can bank on it and I can live my life fully on his truths and promises because his promises are yes and amen. And so some of us might have to take off some grave clothes today. Some of us might need to actually say, I am wearing grave grave clothes because I'm not following Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I don't want to live like that anymore. And I don't have to live like that anymore because he paid the price for me. I'm not just pointing to me. I'm pointing to you guys. You guys might be in the valley of decision right now. What does that cross mean to you? What does it mean to you? Did you come to it and, and fully embrace it and say, I accept your free gift? It's a free gift. And ladies, well, most people like gifts. So I'm, he, Jesus's life and what he's done for us isn't just this little tiny gift card, okay? Or, you know, just a little tiny present. No, it's huge. He's like, oh, I got all of this for you. Do you want it? Because I want to give it to you. I want to give it to you so bad. Are you going to open it? Are you going to fully embrace who I am? Because I paid the price. I'm here for you. I'm always for you. And I'm not, I, I might have to be, you know, ascended into heaven and I'm seated at the right hand of the Father, but I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit is going to come on you with power. And you are going to be able to hear my voice. You're going to be able to think my thoughts and I'm going to be able to be able to renew your mind because I have the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is going to come and descend on you at Pentecost, right? We had to wait for that. Oh my gosh, it's coming up. Okay, wait for it. Boom. There he is. Okay. So thank you, God. You guys are really great. <sighs> I need some water. So, the free gift. Did you open it? Some of you have said, yes, you've opened it. Okay. Now, think about that sky for a minute if you opened it. Forever eternal. That means he's got so much for you, you're never going to exhaust him. Never going to be without because who is he also? Another name. He is the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. He is the past, present, and future for all your sins. Because you're going to mess up. I'm going to mess up. But Jesus is the great binder. He took our sinful nature, the sin of man, and the eternal God, and he is the binding agent between us and God. He's our mediator. He is always for us, always interceding for us. So when I am going to read another scripture and it says all the things we need to get out, those filthy rags of our sinful nature, that sinful nature is a battle within us, and we're going to have that battle but we have to remember not to be like, I'm never going to measure up. 
Nope, you're not. But Jesus paid the price and he is always the binding agent. We come through his blood that was shed for you freely. He pursues you with such passion and he pursues me with such passion. Even when I say, nope, I'm not feeling it today, Lord. Maybe tomorrow. Even, you know, my sinful nature, I go, I say yes to my sinful nature. He says, okay. And when I come to him and say, you know what? I messed up again. It's like, that's okay. I'm going to wash you again. And you're going to keep on the straight and narrow because I am the author and perfecter of your faith. I'm the author and perfecter of your faith. I'm going to, I started it. I'm going to bring you to completion, Michelle. You're going to be with me for eternity and the enemy cannot separate you. Please know it in your mind. So where's your mind? Your skull. The place of understanding. When we understand the stake that Jesus did on that skull of Golgotha, that skull, the base of the skull, when we understand that Jesus, that God, Jesus, put a stake right into that mind and said, I did that for you, and when you embrace it and you know it with your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you're in, you are never going to be shaken. Wow. So that's what the Lord's been doing with me this year, saying, Michelle, I did that for you. But he didn't just do it for me, he did it for all of you guys too. So I'm here to proclaim the good news, the best news ever that Jesus did that for you. Are you seeing this with your spiritual eyes that God gave you the authority and the identity? Are you going to embrace that cross and say, I am going to live like you said I am? Because I am who you say I am because of the great I am. <sighs> Lord, help me. Because you are good. You are so good. You are so good. And, it, it, and he said that and he said, put a period there and said, that's it. I did it all. Live free in me. You don't have to be bound by the chains that the world wants to put on you, that the enemy wants to lie to you. We can live in his freedom. I say, hallelujah. Yes. So, I just wanted to read one more scripture to you. I think I'm doing pretty good with time. Oh, you guys are going to love me. Because you're going to get out a little bit early. You might. Well, you don't have to get out early because we can worship the Lord because we're going to do a song after this that's called Love is a Miracle. Have you guys heard that song? Well, you're going to hear it today. Because it's so good and it talks about how we're going to remember what he did for us on the cross. And we're going to dance on the grave clothes that we once wore because we are victorious in the Lord. 
because he's not just still seated. He's not just still hanging on the cross. He gave us all victory, all power. He is our victorious one who is seated at the right hand of the Father, always interceding for us. And he's given us every tool. And dudes, guys, because it's not just Mother's Day, okay? It is Mother's Day, and we're celebrating our mamas today. But, and for us moms and ladies, we picture that God gave us the, the nicest, whitest dress, and we are... We had Cecilian come down yesterday and she was doing this and that to show the attitude that we should have if we're dressed in that robe of righteousness. But that's hard for guys. So let me put it in this way for you, okay? I know y'all like the superheroes, right? Dean, my husband, he got me to watch Braveheart. Ain't never gonna do that again. That was the worst movie in the entire world that I have ever seen in my life. I can't, I can't handle that. That's like, he's like, yeah, that's the best thing in the world. Guys just really get jazzed up on Braveheart. So, whatever. So, but the superheroes, I've been watching some of the superheroes. And when the superhero walks into the authority that he has been given in that superpower, he has a special suit that proclaims who he is. So Jesus has given you boys and us ladies, because I like to be, you know, Wonder Woman or something, um, that special suit, okay? You have that special suit that only Jesus can give you. You have that robe of righteousness. You've been washed clean in Jesus. And then he gives all of us, not just ladies, but men too. He gives us all the weapons we need to fight the enemy. Amen. He gives us the full arsenal. The full arsenal of his weapons. And they are fashioned just for you to use. Okay? See, I could go into a lot more things, but I'm not going to. I just want you to know that you have all those things and you need to get them out. Read Ephesians 6. But we're going to close with Colossians 3. And I'm going to read out of the message because I've been intrigued by the message. I always try to, one thing about my phone is I have the, the you version of the Bible on your phone and you can just click up here for us not as technical, uh, you know, as technically challenged if you do the Bible verse, and then right next to it, the little box, it will do the version that you want to read. So it's easy to, to switch it to so you can read it, or you can do the compare at the bottom. It's really a great tool. So, and this is what it says. Are we right up there? So, if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Pursue the things. 
Don't shuffle around with your eyes to the ground. I'm a child of God. Yeah. Nope. He says, don't shuffle around with your eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what's going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. Your old life is dead. Your new life, which is your real life, even though invisible to spectators, is what Christ is with Christ in God. He is your life. When Christ, your real life, remember, shows up again on this earth, you'll show up too. The real you, the glorious you. Meanwhile, be content with obscurity like Christ. And that means killing off everything connected with that way of death. Sexual perscurity, impurity, lust, doing what you feel like when you feel like it, and grabbing whatever attracts your fancy. That's a life shaped by things and feelings instead of by God. It's because of this kind of thing that God is about to explode in anger. It wasn't long that you were doing all that stuff and not knowing any better, but you know better now. So make sure it's all gone for good. Bad temper, irritability, meanness, profanity, dirty talk. Don't lie to one another. You're done with that old life. It's like filthy set of ill-fitted clothes you're stripped off and put in the fire. Now you're dressed in a new wardrobe. I love wardrobes. Now you're dressed in a new wardrobe. Every item of your new way of life is custom made by the creator with his label on it. This is intriguing. This is intriguing to me. You mean you fashioned clothes just for me with your name on it. Jesus's name is all over you. His, your garments are all over you with his personal name on it. You don't just sing about his name, you're wearing it. Wow, Jesus, you're it. You're something. And I am so glad I'm wearing your clothes. That means your superhero outfit has Jesus all over it. Whoa. Every power available is yours. Just pray in the spirit. What's that mean? Ask Kathy Beecham. She talked about it last week. But, so let's go on. Every item of your new way of life is custom made by the creator with his label on it. All the old fashions are now obsolete. Words like the Jewish and non-Jewish, religious and irreligious, insider and outsider, uncivilized and uncouth, oh, sorry, slave and free mean nothing. From now on, everyone, everyone, we just, we already identified that, everyone is defined by Christ and everyone is included in Christ. That's if you accept him. 
but it's for everybody. And he longs for every single person to be in with him. He's not saying, I don't want you. You are never too far gone. If you have not made the decision, make it. Make it today. Let Mother's Day be the, the brand new day of your life that Jesus has taken you on this journey this morning so that you can be and hear the good news that is for you. And Jesus, we are trusting that you are the Alpha and Omega and he is gonna carry us through to everything. So Mike, if you wanna get ready with that wonderful song, we're gonna end with that song. And Jesus, we're just gonna proclaim you. I just want you guys to close your eyes and I want you to look at Jesus on that cross and know that it's the seat of understanding and that he wants you all to know without a shadow of doubt and that he shatters every lie of the enemy. He drills a stake into the base of your understanding through your mind and it gives you the helmet of salvation to always know that he is for you and he's not against you. He has washed you clean, he has paid the price. And Jesus, we are rejoicing today and we are new in you and we are fashioned in your image for freedom. And we're gonna walk in your freedom with knowing who we are in you. So Jesus, we're rejoicing today. And we're just saying, Lord, we only want to listen to your voice and not the enemy's voice. And we only want to wear the robe of righteousness. I thank you, Lord. And I just praise your name. And I pray all this in your precious name, Jesus, the Christ. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.